Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach. Happy Mama Truth Monday, mamas. It's Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach and creator of the Mama Truth Circle here, back with another show Today, we are going to be talking about money, 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 right? Because we as moms, I don't know about you and your household, but I know my household, I'm like the keeper of the money, honey. And so I wanted to bring on a special guest today to talk about money, money for us as women, empowering us as women and as moms with abundance and creating more abundance in our lives. And also when it comes to our children, and how do we as moms start planting seeds with our children so they have a healthy and vivacious relationship with money? So I thought I would bring on a friend of mine. Her name is Michelle P.W. I've known Michelle for years now. She is fantastic. You are going to love her. Let me tell you a little bit about her. But before I do, I just wanted to remind you, mamas, have you picked up the sacred self-care guide yet? That's my question to you. If you haven't, what on earth are you waiting for? It's 100% free. You can go to sacredselfcarebook.com, download it. It's free. You're going to love it. And I can't wait to hear about your sacred self-care system that you set up after you listen to that fabulous book. Or not listen to it, but read it. Okay, you get the idea. Now, on to Michelle, our special guest. So, Michelle started as a freelance copywriter in 1998. She was only five years old when she started. <laughs> yes, I definitely was only five. Exactly. And she eventually grew an internationally known copywriting and marketing company, which is how I encountered her in my business and at Intermean Girl Reform School. We've used her to help us get the love going through our copy, which for those of you that aren't entrepreneurs like us, that copy, the copywriting is actually all of those words that you see in things like emails and on web pages and on blogs and all of that good stuff. Now, over the years, she had the experience of not only going through her own business growth pangs, but assisting her clients through theirs. I can attest for that. <laughs> and that experience is what drew upon her to author her best-selling love-based business book, a whole series of it, um, along with helping entrepreneurs all over the world grow businesses they love and that love them back. So you can check out Michelle, her work, and her entire love-based series at lovebasedbiz.com. That's lovebasedbiz.com. So Michelle, darling, thank you so much for being here on the Mama Truth Show. We're so excited to have you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here too. <laughs> so, okay. So talk to me a little bit about this because I love that you have really turned into the love-based business person. I know. Isn't it funny? I, I, really thought so I'd go I, I love it because as you and I both know, that's, that's really the heart of most of the visionary entrepreneurs that I know is they are about the love. And then suddenly somewhere along the way, they start skewing things towards fear-based and fear-mongering and all of that junk to try to sell stuff. And you really took the bull by the horns, so to speak, and really created this whole love-based revolution, including your latest book, which is Love-Based Money and Mindset. 
So I know we're going to focus on the, the money stuff and the mindset stuff in our kids, but I'm just curious, can you say a little bit more about your journey into discovering the love-based language and world of being love-based? Oh, I'd love to say that. And that actually would then make sense with the, with the book. So, um, you know, it all started probably like in the late 2000s. You know, isn't that weird to say that? I don't know how to say that. 2008, 2009. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't really lend itself. But yeah. I had so many, um, I had so, I, at that point, that was when the coaching industry really started to take off. You know, the coaching, and that was like, even though it didn't really have a name, that's when conscious entrepreneurs, you know, I mean, or heart center or mission driven, or I don't know, there's so many different names. And that started to really gel. And I think part of the reason why it gelled was because so many mothers and women in general, you know, the internet allowed all of us to start a business at home. Yeah. So I, and, and so before then, if you really look at the numbers, I mean, women didn't start businesses and it was really because it was just not that it was, it was very difficult for them. It wasn't that feasible. I mean, if, if you, if you've got kids at home, you can't be running off to a brick and mortar business every day. I mean, right. it's really hard. Yeah. So I think that was one of the, so we had a lot of more feminine energy, I think, coming into, into business in general. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, at the, at that time, I, I, if you don't remember, it was sort of the wild, wild west. It's still kind of, it's still kind, it's still kind of in the wild, wild yes, west. Yes, it is. <laughs> now, now it's in sort of the wacky teenage years of the internet marketing. <laughs> but before that, it was in the wild, wild west. And who dominated? Well, it was Matt. Because yeah. you know they they'd had businesses before, so they took the, they took their marketing and they translated it into you know direct response marketing and copy, and it you know it worked. Um, and, but then I had also but all these you know conscious entrepreneurs, women, mothers were saying to me, "My God, I hate all this. This is right. slimy and hypey, and you know and and." They, and they came to me and they said, you know, can you write a book? Can you know, or, or they actually didn't tell me to write a book. They said, can you, you know, come up with like a, a different way of writing copy? Yeah. And they gave me names. They told me attraction copywriting or conscious copywriting. But I kept, I, I, you know, none of that was resonating. And I just kept pushing it off and pushing it off until my dear friend, Susan Liddy, who you know, too. I love Susan. Yeah, she wrote that book. It was 2014, Love Based Marketing. Mm. And and she and I had actually been talking about doing a joint copywriting program um, at the time. And I looked at that and I thought love-based copywriting. And then I thought, okay, what would be the opposite of love-based copywriting? And I thought fear-based copywriting. And then that's when everything just fell into place. Yeah. Because really all emotions fall under love or fear. Right. And you can, and fear is obviously things like shame, guilt, um, fear, worry, and, 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 and a grief and sadness are in there too, but uh, grief and sadness don't really lend themselves to selling, but yeah. shame, and, <laughs> shame and guilt really are great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and fear too, like worry, like, you know, getting that worry in there. So that's why people were women, you know, well, I think all people, but women were the one to first express it were, were really just, um, it was, they were reacting to the, the fear-based messages in the marketing. And when I saw that, so I wrote my first book, love-based copywriting. And then I started to see how so much of what we as humans have built has been on a foundation of fear. Yeah. And this is not, I, you know, I really want to stress this is not like anybody set out consciously to do this. You know, right. you know, nobody did. Not even 
our president, our current president. Nobody set out to do this. It's just, this is what happened because we are, you know, this is kind of maybe a longer thing, but we've unconsciously allowed our fear-based emotions to control us. So that's why we built things on fear. So now we have to make a conscious effort to shift to love. And that's what I really feel like I'm here to do because I am like, so not a spiritual person, or uh, yes, you know, you are. I know, I am. I know that's so funny. I'm, now you are. Apparently, you got the woo, baby. You got by the woo woo bug. <laughs> you know, I grew up in Wisconsin. My father's a scientist. This is just really not where I thought I would be. <laughs> and here I am out there, <laughs> totally right. Isn't it so funny how life does that? But I, I, yeah. I love what you're saying. And I know that, uh, you know, kind of putting it into the context of motherhood, as you know, Michelle, I always say that when I gave birth to Annabella, my firstborn, it was like I gave birth to an army of inner mean girls simultaneously. And up until that point, I don't really feel like I was living in a fear-based framework most of the time. I feel like, you know, most of the time I was in that love-based and hope-based and enthusiasm and blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. And then I became a mom and I saw how easy it would be to go down the road of being scared all the fucking time. Excuse my language, ladies. But really, I mean, as moms, it is so easy to be worried about your children 24 hours a day. It is so easy. I mean, you know, I was reading um, one of Brene Brown's book and she was talking about foreboding joy and how especially for parents that we have, when we have these moments where we're loving our children, where we feel that, Oh my God, that bliss. The next thought, 90% of the time that comes ushering in is, oh my God, what if they die? Oh my God, what if they get hurt? Like, it's like the fear is just waiting for that moment to come in and clobber you. And I know that for me, that has been such a huge piece of work for me as a woman and as a mom is to say, I'm not, I'm going to have love-based parenting, right? I wanted to love-based motherhood. I don't want to be doing fear-based motherhood. And it's so easy to do that fear-based thing. And so then we bring in a topic like money, talk about charged, my Lord, right? I think one of the most charged topics like money and sex are probably the two most charged well, things. Politics and religion too. So politics and religion are in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like with money, how do we really start coming in to that love-based attitude right. towards money in your mind? What did you discover? So I think one thing that I think I'd love to start with, and I think this is actually, you know what, and the beauty of this is, this is so, it's going to fit in so well with what you said, because I think this is going to help really just move you to love-based parenting as well, mm-hmm. is one of the things that I, I've found, and I, it is that, you know, we carry, we carry the emotions of our parents. And I think you know this, like, you know, when we're, so, so the thing is, as the children, when they're, when they're, especially when they're very young, but always they, they, they pick up more on your emotions more than your language Yes, and your emotions are what impressing you on, on them. So the more you, and, and, and it's not, believe me, it's not your fault. So it's like, it's okay. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't keep this on as like another way you screwed up your children. Yes, I know. Right. <laughs> you did it enough. No, we're being hard on ourselves, moms. I know. This is not what this is about. Yes. Um, this is about how you can like, you know, cause I, th- I think you can, undo, I, I, I really think you can undo all this. So, I mean, any, 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 I don't know, any damage, but you know, I, I think yeah. it's all, it's all reversible. Yes. 
So let's just, but you know, you, it's the thing is, is that you, you, you brought this in for your parents, because when you look at things from a generation, it's like you've actually inherited your, you know, your parents' emotion or whatever adult was really strong in your life, you inherit, you, you feel their emotion. So like, so think about it when, when you bring up something about money, you know, like money comes up, you know, you're, that's going to bring up even worse than what they, your parents say about it. Your parents would say about it. It's the, what they felt about it. Totally. And that's the, that's what you internalize without even realizing it. So no more you can feel your feel fear-based emotions and process them and let them move through you. That's actually going to shift what your children, your children's feelings on that as well. Because if you stop being charged around money, they won't be charged around money. Uh, I think that's so true. And I know I've found that. I mean, there's nothing worse as a person, but especially as a kid when you're like, mom, how are you? And the mom's like, fine. Yeah, and they won't tell you why. And it's like it's all hid, it's all a big secret. Right. Yeah. But you right. know it. And then you then you start then you start, at least for me, I remember that. It's so funny you brought that up because for me, I started say I started to stop believing myself. I stopped believing my inner truth because I my I had authority figures telling me differently. Right. Right. And then that's like one of those ways we start pinching off our intuition and our inner wisdom. Yeah. Then we get you know, completely detached from it and all of that. Yeah. So it's, I just think like whenever um, my daughters say, mommy, are you okay? I always have to like stop and be like, am I okay? Like what's going on? Am I okay? Like, is there something that I'm not even conscious of? Maybe they're asking me when something's really not okay. And I know, and then I'll talk with them about it in an, in an age appropriate way. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to actually go into too much detail if it's not appropriate, but I can at least say, actually, I'm feeling really upset. Some stuff is going on at work or whatever. And I'm really working through it. Thank you so much for being so compassionate, you know, <laughs> but it's like this. So there's a way that we can be truth tellers with our children right. without oversharing and weighing on them and putting too much on them. Yeah. I think that's the key. Cause you're right. You don't want them to take on, like feel like they have to solve it for you. You just right. want to acknowledge that. Yes. You know, you, they picked up on something, but you're, you've got it. You've got it under, under control. You've yes. Got it controlled. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So then it's like when, you know, and one of the things you and I were talking about the other day when we were talking about this topic, because I was like, okay, I want to have you on the show to talk about this. And I know for me as a mom, one of the areas around money where I'm like, oh, it's such a push-pull thing is I want my daughters to believe that they can create money. I want you know, them to believe that they are so capable of living an abundant life and having abundance in their lives. And I also don't want them to be entitled brats, right? <laughs> where they have no, you know, no yeah. consciousness around money, where it's just like, oh, well, mommy, let's just go out to sushi for the fifth night in a row, which is like my daughter's favorite food. And she's the most expensive sushi date. She eats sashimi like it's like popcorn. I'm like, okay, $50 sashimi platter later for the nine-year-old. Like what the F, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. So I want to be able to talk with her about money and about circulation of money, but I don't, you know, but I also want to make sure that she understands that money doesn't quote unquote grow on trees, but it's like, there is actually financial consequences if we ate out dinner every night, which is one of the reasons we don't, you know? 
You know, I, I, one of the things that I was thinking about is is this is exploring this whole idea with choices with them, and maybe even bringing them into some of the choices. So, like, if you, you know, obviously, you know, you 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 know, you don't want to put stuff on them, right? But you know, if you said, okay, so so I so one of the things that I was thinking is if you actually because like this is what we all do anyways. We all have to make choices. I mean, it doesn't matter if you are a billionaire. And the reason why I say that is not because it's limiting, but it's like we there's no way we could buy every single thing that's for sale like we could wait there's no way we'd go into walmart and buy every single brand of toothpaste every single brand of deodorant you know it's like it's it's it's, i mean it's silly so so we're always making choices so if you actually and i don't know if this would work but i mean if you actually even gave her like okay we have like a 200 dollars a month you know, out to eat budget, right? Because that's how it fits in all this. And when would you, you know, when when do you think is a good time to to spend that? Yeah. And if you brought yeah. them into that, that and that yeah. sort of decision making. Yeah. Well, and I love that. I love um, bringing them into, you know, depending on what age they are, but bringing them into the spending plan aspect yes. of oh, we have plenty of money, we are abundant, and we actually only spend this much money or we only go out to eat twice yeah. a week or whatever it is so that there's limitations on it. Right. It's like, our, you know, like our, our choice. Exactly. You know, right. this is, this is how our, you know, we, we've made these choices. And then if they, you know, they say, well, why'd you make these choices? Like, well, you know, I mean, you can bring other things into it. Like it's healthier to eat at home. I mean, right. you know, I mean, you know, so you can, you don't have to make it into like, well, we can't afford it. You can say things like, well, this is, you know, this is a healthier uh, you know, these are, these, this is better for you to be right. growing. Yeah. Well, and what I love too, that's just coming, coming to me is it's like, not that we can't afford it, but that that's not that we're choosing to spend our money in other way. Exactly. Yeah. It's the right? choosing. We're not choosing to spend our money this way. I think that's the shift. Yeah. So that there is that empowerment and around choices around it. And this is, this is why I'm such a huge proponent too, of giving children an allowance of some sort and not something where they have to earn it. Like that you do this. I think that like chores in my mind are something that are part, are part of just being a part of a family. You're on the team. And so you're setting yeah. the table or whatever, but then there's also, um, you know, extra things that Annabella will do. Like if she wants to wash the car where I'll be like, I'll give you a dollar or $2 or whatever. Cause believe me, I still have to go get it washed after she washes. <laughs> There's always like a, so, like, it's just never works out well. But anyway, I but the heart is in the right <laughs> But anyhow, <clears throat> it is about, I feel like, um, her having some of her own money and her understanding and recognizing where that's going. And then like for, with Annabella, she has an allowance every week that matches her age. So she's nine. So she gets $9 a week. And, um, and then she actually, one of her weeks, she donates to Women for Women. We support a woman through the Women for Women International that's part of our giving back. And she donates $9 to that every month as just a way for her to also learn a little bit about charity. You know? You know, I, I love that. Have, have, you, have you thought about letting her decide the charity? I'm just curious. Ooh. So it's like maybe having She that did, yeah. She did choose. Yeah, oh, and, okay, and she's written the woman and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. that's really sweet. Yeah, she's super involved with it. And um, yeah, I mean, we have definitely some more service things that I want to incorporate starting this year. Actually, it's on my vision board for 2017, <laughs> my intentions and desires. Um, and one of it is that every quarter that we'll actually go and donate our time as a family 
yeah. that she can actually be exposed to, you know, whether it's animals, which it'll probably be animals knowing her. But See, animals, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, I'd do an animal charity. That's why I said that. I know, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. all over the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, ah, forget the women. I want to go take, take care of the dogs. <laughs> Yeah, well, I know, I know that one of the things that you talk about in your book is about this idea of raising your vibration. And then you also have a few things about the law of attraction yes. for response to that. And I'd love for you to share with all the moms that are listening a little bit about that vibration, because I'm sure that a lot of the moms that are listening would love to receive more money and abundance in a love-based way into their lives. So talk to us a little bit about how, what we can do about that. Well, you know, how I discovered my love, my journey in law of attraction started with me doing everything absolutely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And I totally screwed myself up. So it was when the the movie The Seeker came out. And I don't know if you guys, you know, if you remember that, but yeah, I had this very simplified, which I didn't realize at the time, but it was a very simplified version of law of attraction, which kind of led you, your thoughts, you know, whatever you think about is what you attract. I mean, that was their message. And so I am a massive worrier, uh, you know, like, in, you know, on a scale of 10, I would be a 12 back then. And that's even without me. I, and I don't even have children. So it's like, I, and that was actually, I think that was one of the reasons why I didn't have children. Is I, I thought, <laughs> because I knew, I mean, I was already worrying so much. I was like, good Lord, if I brought a child into this, I, it would be. I, I would be catatonic. So <laughs> totally. Well, that worry wart inner mean girl archetype is brutal. Oh, it's horrible. It's brutal. Yeah. So of course, as a worry wart, you know, telling a worry wart not to, you know, what your thoughts or what you create is like right there is a recipe for so all I did was is I stuffed. I spending your <gasps> Stuffing everything. Yeah. And I kept trying to think, I kept trying to plaster good thoughts on top of my stuffing. Well, you know, it, 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 it's like over that year, my business just got worse and worse and worse. <laughs> oh, God. It was like, it was so off bad. And oh. I finally got to the point, I was, I was such a mess. Oh, yeah. Like I was, I was constantly sick to my stomach and I started to get like the back of my throat was probably because I was, you know, that was my throat chakra, probably because I was pushing everything down. So my throat (laughs) chakra started everything. So I finally just thought, okay, forget it. I'm just going to have to like, just like, I don't care about law of attraction anymore. (laughs) I'm just going to just do what I did before. And I'm sorry about this, but so I, I got myself back on track and, and you know, and things stable itself out. Well, years later, and I was talking to some law of attraction experts, they said, you know, they explained things to me and they said, what's going on is, is really what you're feeling is what you attract. Now, now before you get off, because I mean, we all have bad feelings. So again, you right. know, your feelings is not the answer. Um, the answer is, and I, and have, after doing this and practicing it for a while, I realized this, the answer really is not to be afraid of your fear-based emotions mm. and to feel them in the moment. Cause feelings just want to be felt, you know, okay. I mean, you've probably said it and okay. feelings, they just want to be felt once you, they felt them, you felt them, they, you know, they're done. They, they move on. And then, and the thing is, is once you actually make a practice of that, you see now I don't worry anymore, actually. I totally broke that. So for all worry, all, all you worry words out there, there is hope. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if you feel that emotion and you just let, it, it's going to feel really bad, by the way, when you first start to do this, right? <laughs> I thought I was going to die. And I first actually just let myself feel it without the worry. Oh. But 
now most of my most of the time what I'm feeling really is peace mm. you know just like this nice warm peace and then you know sometimes I you know I mean obviously you, you know I'm alive I, you know I mean, you, you know you're never going to get away from fear-based emotions I don't think we're meant to quite honestly mm-hmm. but they they come I I, I I now I know when they're here I'm not a, I'm, I'm not afraid of them so I just let them move I, I feel them I let them move through me and we move on and the thing is is that you you find at least what I found out is like things move slower. You respond versus react. And I'm not a mother, so I can't say this, but I, I can tell you that things with my relationship with my husband has changed because we don't have the same arguments anymore. All of you could probably relate to that. <laughs> um, you know how you always have your same pet arguments that keep repeating yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. But, one way to get beyond that is if you, once you feel your emotions, see now what will happen is, you know, if he says something that would normally trigger me to say it and then, you know, off we go. I don't say that anymore. I can actually stop myself mm. I can breathe and I can, I can give, I can say something else. Mm. And that, so, and that I think would also help with, with, with your children because I, I mean, I remember growing up, I did have the same arguments with my parents over and over again. Totally. So I think, you know, it could be the same thing because you, 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 you don't, you, you, you no longer, um, you, you no longer are like leaping to, to react in however the way you react, you're actually able to just, to just kind of, to, to not, not be triggered as much. I mean, you are triggered, but it's, you're not triggered to a point where you feel like you have to, to take, you know, whatever action you normally take. And I guess that's what it is. You become, you are more in control and that's yeah. really what it goes into. Yeah. Well, and it, it, it's, it's like, you know, what we always say at Intermingle Reform School, that it's about not letting your inner mean girl make your decisions. And so, oh, there's the trigger. Oh, there's the inner mean girl. And saying, I see you. I feel you. Even coddling her a little bit. And all of a sudden that feeling dissolves and then you can move on and make choices from yes. the love-based choice versus that fear-based choice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And with the love, and with the law of attraction, I guess I didn't quite complete finish that. But it's like now that I'm feeling peace, you see, this is how you can then, you know, welcome money in with love. Because one of the things that I realized with money, especially, is, and actually, Lynn Twist was the first that I, that kind of said this, and then I realized this with fear. Like she, you know, in her book, The Soul of Money, she talks about, like, you know, she was at a. Um, a big corporation, they're giving a 50,000 donation. And the reason why was because they had a big PR mistake. And when they handed the check over, she actually could feel the the emotions of their shame and their guilt coming with that check. So she actually refused it and sent it back because she didn't want that energy in there. And it was interesting because that rattled around in my head for a while. And then when I really got into this book, I realized that that's kind of, that happens with us all the time. Like when we are that worried about money, um, you know, when, you know, and, and it's, it's normal. I mean, you know, it's never going to go away. I don't think, you know, you were, you know, when things are bad financially, you're going to worry, you know, or something's going to happen and you're going to be like, Oh God. And, but if you bring in money in that, on that foundation, it's like, Oh my God, I just got to do something to bring in money. And if you bring money in, when the money is going to come with fear. Yeah. So it's not going to actually, it will, it will relieve your financial burden, which might give you a momentarily sense of relief, but it's not going to really stop the fear in your head. 
so as much as possible even and this and the thing is is what when this becomes critical is obviously when when you're worried about money but if you can actually move to a spot of more peacefulness and gratitude and just be just just be on your higher self when the money comes in the money will bring love with it rather than fear Mm. that makes sense yeah that totally makes sense and i love uh, you know and i know for me like whenever i'm like grasping for anything whether it's money or attention or love or you know, or my, my children, you know, going to sleep on time, sleep, or whatever, you know, whatever it is. It's like the, that grasping energy. It's like trying to grab a feather in the wind and like literally the wind from your hand just makes the feather go further away. Yes. So the more you can just settle down, be in that peaceful place, all of a sudden the feather just drips into your hand. Yes. And you have to wait a little bit, which if you're feeling impatient, you may not want to wait. <laughs> Oh. Right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So true. So, so for the mamas that are ready to receive more abundance, tell me a little bit about the mindset, the actions, the inspired actions that they can take aside from what we were just talking about, but even like get into that a little bit more. So I think one way to start, you know, the, the beauty of this is that um, the, a lot of the money exercises that I have in the book and what I've talked about, they actually do work. And that's part of the reason why I like to talk about the money. Oh, good. I'm glad you didn't put ones in there that suck. Well, this is true. I guess I didn't think about that. <laughs> yes. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> you're, you're right. That could be another way. But, but really, they do work. Um, but the reason why, well, because I think, because some of them sound so woo-woo that I think people don't think that, oh, this doesn't work. But right. No, but it, and it's good to say it. Like, literally, yeah. they work. You've had success with it. Your clients right. have had success they with have. it. They have. It's like a lot of these people, like when you read the books and listen to the podcast, I mean, most, a lot of the people that I brought on, they were, they were my teachers. Like when I was like floundering yeah. with my own money issues, these were the people that I learned from. and. Yeah and did it. The problem is, but that's part of the reason why I like to talk about the love versus fear, because you can use these money exercises. And depending on where you're at, I mean, obviously, if you really need money right now, and you don't have time to kind of shift to love, I mean, you know, do what you need to do. Um, but just know that the more, the more you can, you know, as you go on your journey, and the more you can shift to love, the money you bring in will be brought in with love versus fear. I don't want you, I don't want to scare you away from doing anything, but yeah. Just know. And I know for me, I was willing to make that choice. I mean, if, if you had told me, you know, 10 years ago, that was my choice, I would have said, okay, I'm bringing money in fear. I don't care. So, so I get it. Yeah. Um, so one of the things is, is I think the one place to get started is really with, um, is really to get clear on what is, is, okay, is, is like, this is a very simple way to manifest is like to get very, very clear on what you want, but get really clear, like, uh, like, um, you know, very, and, and be very specific. Don't be like, oh, I want to get, I just want more money. That's not going to work. Mm. So it's, so the more specific, like, it's like, I, you know, it's like, I want $10,000 ne next month, you know, by the end, an extra $10,000 by the end of next month. So, so get very clear that way. Now, and, and then part of it is now, depending on where you're at, I mean, if that's, if you don't feel like that's, that's at all, Pick a number where you actually, it's like if you need money right now, pick a number that you feel like you can actually manifest. So let's start there. Yeah. 
So yeah, I guess so it's like, it's like doing the fantasy, like $4 million, yeah, like when it's ungrounded it. like that, don't even bother playing the game because you're yeah. going to lose. You're setting yourself up to lose yeah. but instead have it be that stretch, but not but something that's believable. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, I think I need, yeah. So something that you can really believe and get behind and then think, and then, and then keep that in front of you all the time. I think that's the other thing, like write it down, you know, turn it into an affirmation and then just focus on that. And that really will happen. Like if you, if you just keep getting very clear about that and taking action towards it, that will actually really help. And another thing you can do is really, I think looking at your relationship with money. So, so this can be, so like, how do you feel about money? Mm. Um, are you are are you push I mean I, I do you feel like it's it lets you down do you feel like it comes into your life and then runs away and then runs off um, you know if you know like in fact if money was a person yeah you know what would you you know what would you what would you say to money right now and you might want to just write this down and journal it like get it all out because you probably I suspect if you have if you have money challenges um, you know, you probably have a lot of resentment or a lot of anger or a lot of guilt or shame. You probably have a lot of fear-based emotions wrapped up in your relationship with money and you're, and, and that's pushing it away. Yeah. So the more you can bring that out to the surface and start to clear that out and actually really want to welcome money in, I think is going to really help at the same time. And that's kind of the woo-woo one. And then obviously keeping things, keeping your, your, keeping what you want first and foremost, because what's going to happen is things will start to come that you're going to be able to then make decisions. Like if you're very clear on, okay, I want an extra X amount of dollars, you know, it's going to be very, you're, you're, you're going to see the, you know, think opportunities will come and, the, and you'll be able to see how that, that, how you'll be able to make that money. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Always, if, you, if you forget about it, then, then you won't do it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so if you were to give everyone a little inspiring homework assignment, what do you feel like would be a good one for them? Is it just what you wrote down, talked about with regards to journaling, kind of what, like if money were a person, how do you feel about it? I, yeah, you know, I yeah. really think the more, the, I, I really feel like, at least for me, I feel like, I, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I had so much if, you, if you're very new to this, that's what I think. This is a good place. So if you're not very new to this, I think it's always a good place because your, your relationship with money is always something like a person. You can always like, you know, you can always up level and make better. Yeah. But yeah, as much as possible, like really, because if you can't feel it, if you don't even know what your relationship is and what you're doing, I mean, how can you possibly fix it? So yeah. I think that kind of journaling and getting it out there and then let it, and then again, Letting, you know, feel the feelings, let them move through you. If you are really resentment and hateful of money, just write it all out and yeah. get it out of you because it's right now it's pushing money away Yeah, because you're not dealing with it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, you can go and check out Michelle's beautiful book at lovebasedbiz.com. That's B-I-Z, lovebasedbiz.com. So Michelle, as we wrap up here, I can't believe that went so fast, but <laughs> as we wrap up here, um, I'm just curious. One of the questions that I ask most of the um, women that are on the show, as you know, are moms. So we talk about the messiness and the magic of motherhood, but for you, I'm curious about just what's messy and what's magical about life right now for you. Well, I, do, I, am, a, I am a four-legged mom, so I do have dogs. <laughs> yes. I know you're such an animal lover. Oh, my goodness. I, that's why I know. That's why I was like, well, I, was, I was like, oh, I would totally support the animal charities, um, <laughs> which I, I do. <laughs> um, 
So I, I'm down to one dog right now. And the thing is, what was messy, I mean, it was, it was a while ago, but um, my old dog, um, I was very much a caretaker for him. And, and, I, and, and then when I put him down, it was, it was last year, April 15th. And it was interesting because, um, it, you know, he, he, stayed, he stayed alive a lot longer than I think he, wa- you know, he wanted to. Mm. Well, actually, now we wanted to, but, but beyond, I mean, he was really, really bad. Yeah. And I think he wanted to give me the gift of of like giving him the gift of letting him go so I mean I had the vet come to the house I had a beautiful ceremony he was it's all very peaceful and afterwards I realized how much of my time was sucked into taking care of this dog and it was really interesting how I didn't know what to do with myself I mean I've got you know I feel like I got a million things to do I didn't know what to do with myself yeah so now I have my dog Cassie who I had gotten, you know, I had her before and she, she's loving being an only dog. And the thing that I think that is so magical with her, so I went through this, you know, like the dog, you know, totally just, you know, I mean, I was, if I wasn't thinking about him, cause he, he had bad hips, he needed a lot of care, you know, a yeah. lot of like, and with her, she's just about joy. So she's just like, she's a short haired little dog. So we don't have the cleaning problems. You know, she's just, she doesn't really bark. She's just this joyful little dog that I can just, you know, she, that, you know, and I mean, and that the one word that I would use to describe her is joy. And I just saw this from the beginning when I let her alone. And it's like, it's just allowing myself to enjoy her. Yeah. Enjoy what I, you know, just relax and enjoy this. Mm, beautiful. I'll get another dog, so I have two, but... But yeah, right now it's like, it's just nice to have one simple, easy, joyful dog. Beautiful. Oh, what a great message, whether we're talking about our four-legged animals in the world or our two-legged little children running around. It's so nice when we can just enjoy them. Oh, I yes. love it. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being on the show. And with that, mamas, we will bid you adieu and say until next time, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, mamas. Did you know that Amy has a new ebook out? It's called Sacred Self Care for Moms Seven Steps to Nurturing Yourself So You Can Be the Mom You Were Born to Be. And you can receive your free copy by going to sacredselfcarebook.com. That's sacredselfcarebook.com. And please don't keep the Mama Truth Show a secret. The biggest compliment you can give is to share the Mama True Show with your loved ones and write a review on iTunes. Until next time, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood.